Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 9th of December, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The world continues to respond to new fears over the Omicron variant, and Argentina is no exception. While some experts argue this variant is not worse than what we've already experienced, governments across the globe are imposing new travel restrictions, such as the 10-day quarantine period for everyone arriving from Africa that Argentina currently has in place. In addition to quarantining upon arrival, which applies to anyone who has been in Africa in the last 14 days prior to their entry, visitors will be required to take another COVID-19 test at the entry point and take another one after the isolation period. Earlier this week, authorities isolated a cruise ship that had just docked in Buenos Aires after having been in Cape Verde as a precautionary measure. Although there were no positive cases on that cruise, on Sunday the 5th, the Ministry of Health confirmed that the first case of Omicron had been detected in the province of San Luis. The individual in question is a 38-year-old man who returned from South Africa on the 30th of November. On that note, keep in mind that in less than three weeks, you'll have to use your health pass to attend events of more than 1,000 people in both open and closed spaces and for group trips. This applies to Buenos Aires and Tucumán for now, as all provinces have the freedom to choose whether they want to implement this measure or not. The reason why this measure is not coming into force immediately is because the government wants to give more people the opportunity to get vaccinated. After all, the health pass only works if you've received both doses at least 14 days prior to whatever event you're attending. Fortunately, vaccination is going so well that Argentina donated a new batch of 350,000 AstraZeneca vaccines to Angola and 400,000 to Kenya. Previously, the country had sent shipments to Mozambique, Vietnam, and multiple countries in the Caribbean. Having received over 7 million donated doses, Argentina says it's paying it forward to speed up vaccination globally. Speaking of paying, the economy seems to be expectantly waiting for Argentina to restructure its foreign debt and reach an agreement with the International Monetary Fund over a new deal. And yes, we do bring up the IMF every episode, but the line between default and a prosperous economy is very thin with such a big debt. In other words, the next few years in Argentina will be determined by whether the government reaches a new IMF agreement or not. To date, the economy minister's goal is to reach the said agreement before March, And if he does, Argentina would only start paying the debt in 2026. Interestingly, Juan González, Joe Biden's top Latin America advisor, said the White House would like the IMF to reach a solid agreement with Argentina to facilitate the country's return to the international financial system. Speaking of the economy minister, Martín Guzmán, he anticipated that he will be sending the 2022 budget to Congress next week. It is expected that this plan will foresee a gross domestic product growth of 4%, annual inflation of 33%, and an exchange rate of 131 pesos per dollar. 
It goes without saying that the last two are extremely optimistic. As we know, the peso has lost some of its value in the last few years, and yet the government has found a way to turn it into a positive thing. You may recall how we touched on Argentina's plans to attract digital nomads a couple of episodes ago. Well, now Buenos Aires is pitching its weak currency to remote workers. According to The Economist, Buenos Aires is the ninth cheapest city in the world due to its currency. It may not be cheap for locals, but it is for someone with a salary in U.S. dollars or other high-value currencies. Considering one U.S. dollar will get you around 200 pesos in the parallel exchange market, $1,000 a month can guarantee a comfortable lifestyle, which is not the case in most cities around the world. In addition to affordability, warm weather, good food, and safety, at least compared to other places in Latin America, are some of the benefits the city is highlighting as it kicks off its marketing plan. This plan will include a 12-month visa for remote workers that should be ready by next year. Since we're on the topic of remote work, a new study by the payroll provider company Deal shows that Latin America is ranking as the region with the highest international contracting rate in the last year, partly due to increasing cheaper skilled labor prompted by weakening currencies and partly due to the insurgence of remote work International hiring in the region grew more than 3,000% in the last year. Speaking of which, the software and telecommunications provider Technotree announced the opening of its new research and development and operations center in the province of Cordoba. The Finnish company is seeking to significantly expand their business in the region and hire local talent to do so. Just like the rules are changing in the working world, new things are happening in the real estate market. Not long ago, the real estate agency, Remax, became the first to accept cryptocurrency to sell an apartment in Buenos Aires City. Since both the seller and the buyers were familiar with cryptocurrencies, none of them had any issues completing the transaction in USDT, a stable coin tied to the real value of the U.S. dollar. Cryptocurrencies are becoming increasingly popular when it comes to savings, as many have resorted to USDT and others in the face of purchase bans on foreign currency. Yet, the Argentina financial services startup, Uala, is looking to facilitate the latter through its own broker-dealer. This functionality is being tested with a few users, but soon everyone will have the option to purchase dollars through a parallel rate known locally as dollar MEP. This exchange rate is around 200 pesos per dollar, almost double the official rate. They also plan to eventually allow users to purchase depository receipts of U.S. stocks and to offer its own funds in early 2022. In other news, do you remember when the government announced that people would be able to get a non-binary ID? Well, although said IDs have been delivered, the systems of some essential public services are failing to recognize this new category. The initiative was great, yet the lives of a community that has fought hard to have equal rights are becoming more complicated. 
Some of the problems they've been facing include issues scheduling their second dose of COVID-19 vaccine, accessing their health insurance, and the AFIP tax agency website. On that note about rights, Argentina will chair the United Nations Human Rights Council for the first time. On Monday, the 6th, Argentine diplomat Federico Viegas Beltran was voted as the body's next president, which means he will play a major role in the promotion and protection of human rights worldwide. It will be interesting to see how this develops, especially since Beltran has been significantly less ambiguous than President Fernandez when it comes to the situations in Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. While the president and his team have tried to abstain from speaking against these countries' leaders and regimes, Beltran has not been afraid to do so. Some cultural news before we say goodbye. The Oscar-winning screenwriter Armando Bo will make a new film based on the story of Robert Cox, the former editor of the Buenos Aires Herald. This historic English-language daily newspaper ran from 1876 to 2017, including the years during Argentina's military dictatorship, which will be the main focus of the film. The script will be based on Dirty Secrets, Dirty War, The Exile of Robert J. Cox, a book written by Cox's son. You may know Armando Bo from the 2014 film Birdman, which earned him an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going on in Argentina. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. 